0: and like us on Facebook.com forward slash The Dash Radio. Thanks, and enjoy the show.
2: Hello, everyone. This is Peter Mingles here. I am one of the hosts on TheDashRadio.com, and we have a special guest for you, and we know that Dawn may be joining us. My other co-host, Dawn Wright de Bronce, may or may not be with us. She is aggressively doing some things with a network marketing company, helping out as a CMO, the chief marketing officer, and she has just been full tilt doing the stuff that she's doing to help those people in that business. So every once in a while, she might call me up and say, Peter, I'm running late, can you handle this one? And I think I am fully capable of handling this one. So we are here with the Dash Radio. And for those people that might be listening in for the first time, and for Uh, Our guest who is going to be here in just a second or two Um, Let me share with you where we came up with The Dash And I think it's kind of very fitting for where we're going to bring today's interview The Dash started as a theme that we wanted for our radio show I said, you know, we have a great message and we can always attract really great people and we can make a very big difference, I think, and through the example of the things that we do, we'll be able to make our difference in the world. So we were looking for a theme, and that theme, we both kind of came about, started from thinking about where can we make a difference, and I remember that I had heard one time a poem or a piece of literature that really stuck with me, and it was about the stuff on someone's headstone or their tombstone, whichever might be the appropriate term for you. But they have a date of they started and a date that they ended, and there was a dash in between. And that dash in between only certain people really knew what that dash stood for. So if there was any symbolism anywhere for me, it was how are you going to fill that dash? And I know for me personally, as well as for Dawn, and I definitely know for our guest speaker, we are doing as much as we possibly can to enhance our lives and the people that we touch positively uh, so we can actually enhance that dash. And our guest speaker today is probably going to bring it to the next level across different planes, both the living and the no longer living. So the tombstone example might come in very fitting somewhere into this interview. So our guest speaker is Alan Vaysberg. And, Alan, I hope I pronounced it right, but it's V-A-Y-S-B-E-R-G. So thanks for being on our radio show. It's
3: uh, it's my sincere pleasure, Peter. Thank you so much. And, yes, you did an excellent job on and- Everything that you're saying, in terms of the dash, in terms of the tombstone, in terms of poetry—I have a book of poetry out there—all uh, of that leads perfectly into what uh, I work with people on.
2: That's right. This is an everyday thing. And for some reason, you know, you talked about the law of attraction. When mm-hmm. I take a look at when I take a look at my life, and I am totally focused in one way, I realize that the balance probably needs to be put in. So you are probably appropriately scheduled. <laughs> for the right time for me, as well as everyone else that might be listening in. But, you know, I, I like to bond and connect with anyone that we work with. So I always love to hear the background. I am really a softie for the background. I love to hear all the great stories. I like to hear the successes, the tribulations, the defining moments, if you will. Like, when was it that are, like, really special for me and maybe some of the people that are listening in. So let's find out a little bit more about you and your background. Now, I read about you on the bio, but for those people that are, you know, unfamiliar with you, talk to us a little bit about who you are, how you got started, your previous lives, if you will, before you started what you're doing right now.
3: Well, excellent. And uh, I certainly like to talk about these stories, and that's where I usually hear from people, wow, you can talk forever. So uh, we only have an hour. I'll try to keep it as brief as I can. Um I'm an immigrant. I came uh, from uh, Ukraine, from the former Soviet Union. When I left, it was still a Soviet Union. Uh, After I left, they broke down, so I take credit for that. Um, At the age of 14 with my parents, they were both in their early 50s, and they left their life so I can have a better one here. And uh, that put, (laughs) put a significant amount of pressure on me to perform. Talk about performance anxiety. Uh, so when I went to my parents and I said, "Hey, really, I, I love acting. You know, I'm thinking about being a professional uh, actor." Or the other thing that I was really good at, and my claim to fame was uh, I was a good tennis player. Um, and um, you can imagine how they looked at me and said, "Right." Um, aside from that, you know, they're they're Jewish parents. So if you're not a doctor or a lawyer or somebody that's doing really really well. Uh, that's not going to be a thing. And uh, I, I remember distinctly something that uh, Yakov Smirnov said when he was telling his parents uh, that he's going to be a um, a comedian. They uh, were very much against that. And uh, as soon as he became famous, they started asking him when they can put the pool in. So I used that example with my parents. It did not work. Uh, right. It still doesn't. Um, so uh, I had to go a different way. So you're asking when, kind of at what...
2: (laughs) (laughs) The defining moment, yes. Yes, Those defining moments. Well, just a short story for me as well. First of all, my grandparents came from Lithuania when it was, you know, back and forth between Russia and not, And uh, so we have a little bit in common there. And then when I went to college, I was supposed to be a doctor. And my mom put me through, you know, the four years of school, and she worked at two or three jobs, and she did all the things that she did to help me make sure that I got to school. But when I told her that I wasn't going to go to medical school and Mm. that I was going to instead sell vacuums with a company called Electrolux, which was a uh, direct Mm -hmm. sales company where they did door-to-door stuff, she chased me around the kitchen table with a knife. So, yes, yes. So I understand that you, well, Jewish... Jewish people usually just use guilt, which could be just as yeah. guilt, just as deadly as that knife. But That's the reality nice. was, is yes, I understand the resistance that you face when you charted a different plan.
3: Yeah, and uh, I mean, we we certainly do have things in common, and this uh, will probably come under the too much information uh, perspective. But since you're a softy and you like background stories, uh, I do. I was actually started in uh, in uh, Lithuania. My parents were on vacation. And they were really, really enjoying the scenery, and um, that's where I uh, have my beginnings. Uh, okay. And I've been the to conception. Lithuania. So you were, yeah, you were the born conception. somewhere,
2: but you were conceived. Yes. <laughs>
3: I, I was conceived in <laughs> Lithuania. And, uh, there we go. To this, yeah. To this day, my mom says that this is the reason why I'm tall because, you know, I'm taller than my dad, I'm taller than my mom, and nobody can figure out, and my dad keeps asking my mom that question. And she said, right. look, there were just lots of very tall, beautiful uh, men there, and she was looking, and she was inspired by, uh, you know, their height, and that's uh, that's how I came about. There we um, go.
2: That'll, that works for me.
3: Yeah. Um, I was, yeah. Anyway, moving on. Um, so, yes, it, it certainly didn't go in that direction of uh, me wanting to do any of those things, or rather not... Uh, being allowed to do those things, so I was trying to figure out what else I like. I really like business, and uh, I was always entrepreneurial, and I kind of went into that uh, path. and I thought about becoming a lawyer. I actually started uh, to go pre-law, but uh, then transferred into business. and I was working as a um, IT recruiter for a friend of mine, and I saw people. <coughs> forgive my cough. I saw people, you know, coming in from, uh, you know, from all over the world, going to a vocational school and uh, start to make, you know, forty, fifty, sixty thousand a year immediately. And there I was in DePaul in the College of Undergrad, the Undergrad Business School, College of Commerce, and I looked at what I was going to be making if I graduated uh, with a business degree from uh, DePaul, and at that time it would have been twenty-four thousand. I said, okay, so I can skip that whole thing go to a vocational school for six months and be the IT guy. And even though I didn't like IT, that made sense to me. So I went to DeVry, uh, didn't like DeVry, went to a vocational school, took some computer classes, and uh, got my first job. And I was making, at my first (laughs) first job, uh, without a degree, I was making $42,500. And uh, I successfully increased that uh, by a great deal. Uh, within the next uh, six months, because I didn't want to be stuck in one place, started my own company. Uh, failed at that because of September 11th. Merged with another company, ran uh, their you know departments and uh, created a couple of divisions. Then created another company after leaving them, and became very successful at uh, at my niche within the business intelligence space. But as you mentioned before, I was not fulfilled, and that's where the story kind of brings us to here.
2: And what years were those?
3: Um which part are we talking about? The because the
2: um the whole college into the young entrepreneur yeah. into the financial success.
3: Um financial success, uh, you know, the the apex was the uh, last year as a matter of fact. Um oh, Okay. Yeah, but in terms of the years of when uh when I started, um I went to you know, I graduated in 1993. Uh, graduated high school, so went to uh, to college. So probably I would say uh, I've been in my niche from uh, from 1999, uh, doing it. 14 years of uh, of Cognos specifically. If we have any people who are IT inclined and know what Cognos is, and the financial success uh, started happening probably last uh, six years, uh, oh, culminating into you know the last year being the best year.
2: Right And a great lifestyle, so you had even some of your yeah. best years in some of the country's worst years,
3: yeah, which was uh which was you know unfortunate from a certain extent, but very fortunate because it proved out that what we were doing actually worked, and even though we weren't growing as fast as we were growing in the times when the economy was going up, we certainly were growing, and we had consistent growth, and we had clients and we were making money so uh it worked but uh Excellent. in yeah. The next step and uh, merging a company with a larger firm, or uh, selling it, or uh, really growing it to take it to the next step and being, you know, you know, twenty, thirty, fifty million dollar company. I just decided to go and start a new
2: career. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, that's an interesting thing. All right, but yep. you said all right. So, what were some of the events that led you to where you were at? What are some of the defining moments there?
3: Um, what I what I knew about myself. And uh, I actually knew this from an early age. I knew that there was something different. And, uh, of course, I heard people say that there is something wrong with you, buddy, uh, as as everybody does. But I I knew that they were right um, because I had things that happened. And uh, that's the spirituality aspect. You know, I would have dreams and then uh, whatever was in my dream would come true. Certainly not every dream is like that. But I had those instances. Or I would choose to do something i would choose to be in a specific facility that i had no way of knowing um you know why i would be there or when and then it would happen and i just you know you mentioned law of attraction without reading any of the books without knowing anything about it i just knew that whatever i decided that's what's going to happen and it happened with every girl it happened with every job every job i've ever gotten i attracted to myself very specifically to give you even more ridiculous example, and for those people who are listening who are you know business people, you'll see how ridiculous this is. I decided that I was going to get out of i t this was you know five or six years ago uh for the up tenth time uh and I said that, but I can't just get out of i t because I'm making a lot of money uh so I need a foundation, but I want to switch into something that's more business, more marketing, more research, more things that I actually enjoy. So I'm going to be a manager of uh, market research for a large corporation in Chicago. I'm going to get paid at least a hundred thousand a year, and I will have all of those um, uh, possibilities. And um, if you try to find uh, still to this day, if you try to find market research on my resume, you won't find it because it's not there. Now. Fact is, I'm an entrepreneur, and by virtue of being an entrepreneur, you get to do a lot of market research, and you do a lot of marketing and advertising and you know sales and channel building and all of these things. But you know, I applied. I decided that I was going to get that, and I almost did. Uh, I almost did. I was the runner-up to a, a company that shall remain nameless uh, in the Chicagoland area. Uh, the salary was 105000 per year, manager of market research. And I went through all the interviews, and they chose somebody with, uh, uh, obviously more experience than I had at that time. But I made it, and I almost got it. I'm thankful that I didn't get it because then other things that happened after it would not have happened, which sure. I actually preferred that. But wow. Wow. anything that I set my mind to, I would get. So that's, uh, those were some so of the points that were. Point they
2: there. were- Breadcrumbs crumbs and some clues along the way, and then finally
3: Very much, yeah. you,
2: you succumbed to the reality that this was your life. So we're going to click on a couple of buttons over here. We're going to run a commercial. We'll be right back. We have Alan Vaysberg, V-A-Y-S-B-E-R-G, on the other line. We're going to be right back,
1: guys. Savage Smokes is a new site on the scene dedicated to the trending electronic cigarette industry. If you are looking into e-cigs as an alternative to tobacco and have been disappointed by the ones you picked up at the gas station or you kept your money in your pocket because you didn't know which one to buy, head to SavageSmokes.com for honest and up-to-date electronic cigarette reviews on most e-cigs you see on the shelves. You've been listening to The Dash Radio Show with hosts Don Wright DeBronce and Peter Mingles.
0: Thanks for tuning in. To follow our every move, here's what to do. First, click follow at the top of our show. Then, hop on over and subscribe to our blog at www.the-radioshow.com. Text DASH to 37404 for our upcoming mobile experience. And like us on Facebook.com forward slash The Dash Radio. And now, back to the show.
2: Okay, we are back. Peter Mingles here with the Dash Radio Show, and my guest today is Alan Weisberg. If you want to go to his website while we're talking, you can go to recalibrateyourlife.com. And for all those people that probably work for me that can't spell, here you go: Recalibrate, R-E-C-A-L-I-B-R-A-T-E. Your life.com. So it's recalibrateyourlife.com. I playfully say all the people that work for me that can't spell because that's probably most of them that work for me that cannot spell. So it's recalibrateyourlife.com. And we are here talking with Alan Vaseberg of AlanVaseberg.com as well. And we are right now, when we're talking about that recalibration of your life, so far, Alan, we're right there. You found a couple of things that were You know, you confirmed that you were different Because some really Mm -hmm. cool and creepy Maybe things that were happening to you Mm -hmm. Started to fall into place And it was probably happening so many times You knew it wasn't normal for everybody But it was normal for you And what you Saw or put your mind to Usually you attracted And I suspect you'd be successful at anything that you do Because that's the kind of person you are All of these things were still falling in place
3: and that's yeah. Well, that's true. That was also uh, right. And you you have, you have a gift and you have a curse. And uh, not to sound conceited, but that was one of the issues that I had to work through. Because anything that I did try, I was very good at. So the question then became, what should I be doing with my life if anything I try, I'm good at? You know, what do you focus on? Uh, I had the same thing with uh, with sports, right? Uh, with you know any anything that had a racket. You know, tennis, badminton, uh, you know, uh, table tennis, all of those I was very good at. No, I did not try squash for those of you that love squash. Um, and that's uh, that's an issue that uh, I really delved in very much uh, late last year when I started uh, recalibrating where I was at that point. And that's something that I help my clients work with as well because we all have talents. You know, just because you have a talent does not mean that that is your life purpose. So finding that life purpose, fine-tuning all of these things and figuring it out, and that's what Recalibrate Your
2: Life is. Excellent. Okay, good. So let's get there. So you decided that you were moving from the IT in that type of an area, and then you started to do some things where you were balancing out your life and made a little bit of a drastic change. So talk to us about that change, because it took you a couple of months to kind of figure it out.
3: Uh, Yeah, I I would say that it took... in terms of the actual
2: fine-tuning, uh,
3: probably four to six months. And by that time, you have to realize that even before I made this drastic move, you know I had very good inclination of who I was and what I was here to do in terms of uh, in this lifetime on this planet, right? What is my sole purpose? Um, but what I did is I allowed myself, and yes, now before we get anywhere, the disclaimer is because of my financial success, because of the things that I have accomplished, I could give myself that opportunity, and not everybody can do that. And that doesn't mean that you cannot recalibrate your life. I work with people who are in all different situations. Having said that, I basically allowed myself about four months to do whatever, meaning you think that you want to do martial arts, go do martial arts. You want to be an actor, you want to give acting a real shot, you want to go to Second City, start studying there. You want to take other acting classes at different places, Go do that, and you think that you have spiritual abilities and you're you know potentially a medium and uh you know large as my wife uh, jokes, or your you know intuition um is at a certain level, go start developing that. you say that you're a poet, why don't you publish something so I took all of that, and I did a movie, and i you know just finished my first year at second city uh took their whole program uh before the conservatory. Um, You know, I uh, got my spiritual certification by Doreen Virtue, and now hopefully I'll get one through Lisa Williams as well as a medium. You know, I published my book, so you mentioned poetry. The book of poetry is out uh, called Inspire. It's anywhere uh, people can find it. So I did all of these things and started really figuring out, now that I'm doing that and I'm allowing myself to live that ability, what do I want to do with my life? And that's when I started understanding Well, all of those things are great, but what you're really about is this. And uh, once I figured that out, then I started the uh, coaching practice because I've changed my life, and I wanted to help others get to that same point because it feels fantastic.
2: So you really moved. When I say moved, it's almost like, okay, you were here, and then all of a sudden you moved. You might as well have moved to another country. You're another planet, yeah. Yeah, you're doing totally different things. Your life six months before was nothing like your life six months later. Yep. So the things, the things you did correctly is you gave yourself those options. So you worked real hard. You made a lot of money. You put some away. You didn't spend it all. You mm-hmm. gave yourself some options. You had the time that you did. You say, what do I like to do? Knowing that you'll probably be, I'm going to use the word curse because that is a curse. If you're really good at something, and your chances are you can kind of focus on it, because usually when you're good at stuff, you focus on it. So you have to watch out, because you could have gone in any one of those directions. You could have gone to martial arts and mm-hmm. been successful there. You could have done the stuff with writing and poetry. You could have done the stuff with spirituality. And it seems like you've still in a couple of plates here. So that's a yeah. good thing. You can multitask
3: and uh i'll i'll actually explain that uh as well because we're always going to be multitasking the uh, the question is are the plates that you're spinning are you spinning them in the same direction and uh you know using that uh, that analogy here's what i mean by it i know about myself that where i am and what i'm most about and i tell my clients this you have to explain yourself in two or three words Not everything in terms of uh, three paragraphs, but who are you in two or three words. And don't tell me what you do for a living because that's not who you are. That's your job, which is very, very important, but that's not who you are. And I always had that problem because when people before would ask me, who are you, and I would get into the point, well, this is what I do for a living, but that's not really who I am, I went to the point of saying, well, I want to stop that. And I want to say who I am, and that is what I do as well. So who I am is a spiritual teacher. That's my purpose. That's my purpose in life. And that's why the plates that I'm spinning that you're referring to are writing books that talk to people and try to help them get to that certain point. That's starting this business and try to educate people in a system. That's <clears throat> having my own radio show. And all of these things are there. And the spirituality is a part of that because that's what allows me to help people get to a
2: certain point. So I have about a bazillion questions I could ask, and I don't know which direction to go. Because... Anyone you like. Yeah, I know. And I'm thinking about, okay, so there's the coaching part, but then I hear about the spirituality part. Now, there's a Mm -hmm. different... You know, there's different people that are just philosophical. And then there's on the other plane, the reading of the cards and the... Mm -hmm. Paranormal I'm I'm using all the wrong terms, I know But there's that type of spirituality as well And that's a little bit different, a little unique Sometimes a little bit odd, creepy All those types of things I happen to be married to a woman whose background was The Latino background And the Latino background, you know, there's candles all over the place And you have, you know, (laughs) rosary beads And All of those types of things And and so you get into that whole thing And the Latino background specifically Is really big into the card reading And uh, spirits and all that sort of stuff So how did you kind of get attracted to Or define, if you will, what your spirituality is And then how did you get attracted to it?
3: No, it's it's a very good question. And by the way, if you hear the knocking, that's uh, that's my son disregarding the closed door in my office. Oh, that's okay.
2: And you know what? You can take a break for and and get your son because we love when people work from home. So if you need to just tell him, (laughs) hey, I'm on a radio show. That's fine. I can carry the next couple of minutes if you want. No, no, no. No, that's
3: okay. okay. Just wanted to let let people that. Yeah. Yeah, that wasn't a spirit
2: knocking. That wasn't like. That's
3: precisely (laughs) where I was going. See, you are psychic as well. We can do this.
2: (laughs) Now, if you don't mind, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just kind of add something for those people like myself. I grew up in the direct sales world, and I always had my blue suit, you know, when I did my meetings, blue suit, the white shirt, and the red tie, you know, the power stuff. And we were always, yeah, you know, it was high pressure, high sales, low pressure, low sales. And it was always kind of polished and controlled, and everything that we did from who sat where to what we said was ever kind of always planned and orchestrated. And then when I started working from home, I realized that I would have different background noise. I would have dogs barking, and then I would have, you know, cats meowing. Not that I have cats, but, you know, you'd have stuff happening, and the delivery guy knocks on the door, and the kids interrupt. And I said, you know what? I've had it both ways, and by design, I will choose kids screaming, knocking on doors, phones ringing, hold on, I've got to turn off the pot of gravy or whatever it might be. I will take those background noise over all of the other background noises that I used to have, when I was in corporate America, uh, and running away, you know, running, you know, different people's businesses. So I love it, the idea that even if it was a spiritual knocking, if it's your son at your door, hey, that's where you want to be, by design. And a lot of the listeners here would just love to be in the position that you put yourself in as well. And the idea that you're a coach, and you can help them get there, to me is just really special. So I love to hear the background noises. And if you have a dog barking in the background, can't wait to hear that, too. So for all yeah, those people that yeah, that get uptight about that stuff, kind of let it go. You're where you want to be, and you could make it happen right from there. Okay, so let's go about spirituality.
3: Precisely. And by the way, if we do hear a dog barking, that will be a spirit, because I certainly don't have one at home. Okay,
2: okay.
3: Um, okay. Yeah. Just, just, just to throw that out there, because well, that would be really cool.
2: Then yeah. if mine bark, I won't let them on. We'll just think it's a spirit. So go ahead. <laughs>
3: Or just, just play along, I guess. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, one more thing we have in common is I sold Rainbow Vacuum Cleaners for no the no uh, summer right. job. Yes, I did. Yeah. Cool. Um, um, going back to the spirituality aspect and uh, kind of tying it into the coaching, you know, there are, there are wonderful life coaches out there. And um, I never, you know, even though I wanted to be a counselor, and I was always the the person that people would come to for counsel, uh, you know, I <clears throat> playfully called myself the Counseliery. And after all the Godfather movies, but um, that was not going to be a career. And uh, I thought at some point about becoming a uh, psychologist, but I didn't decide to go that route. So becoming somebody that's a coach, I was very specific in it. And I asked myself, what am I really trying to do? And what I try to do, and what I really enjoy doing, is being very practical. And even though I am very esoteric with all my belief systems and my abilities and other stuff, it is how do you take that esoteric and make it into practical, into the real life. So my coaching practice is life purpose coaching. So I help people find out who they are, why they're here, and then my business brain turns on, and then we build a bridge from where they are currently to where they're trying to be, if you want to work from home and you want to be in this particular industry and you want to make this money let's make a plan but first let's figure out who you are so that's where the spirituality comes in and all of these creepy experiences and by the way i can give you such much greater creepy experiences if you like mm-hmm. um, all of them basically gave me uh, an understanding that yes i am different and yes i can communicate with the other side so to speak which, by the way, they they always laugh when I say the other side, and they, I'm talking about your guides, your angels, your spirits, whatever you wish to call them. Um, that's where all of it comes in. Now uh, I can't separate that part of myself, and that was very interesting for me because, you know, my marketing brain says, well, you can't be mainstream if you're this angel guy uh, because then you're a part of the spiritual community and everybody thinks you're a freak. But, frankly, I've been a freak all of my life, so it doesn't really <laughs> bother me.
2: Right. Right,
3: And uh, if I can help people uh, understand that it's okay to be rooting for the Blackhawks, sorry about everybody else, uh, while also talking to angels, that's okay. And if I, with my coaching practice and with my spiritual beliefs and abilities, can help people getting practical, concrete steps and try to better their life, then all of that stuff, hopefully they don't care about
2: Right. Well, we're going to cover more of this stuff as we go along. I want to talk about, like, I look at that stuff as um, the people that can't see the same things that you are, they have that unfortunate blind spot. So mm-hmm. you're fortunate because you get a chance to see it and witness it and take advantage of everything that's in the fishbowl, whereas some people either they disbelieve or maybe they just not, maybe they just can't see it. So we're going to push some buttons over here. We'll be right back with Alan Weisberg
1: right here. Do you run a home-based business? Are you looking under every rock for your next superstar diamond in the rough? Are you looking for leads in all the wrong places? Look no more!
0: If you're a seasoned entrepreneur, you know you need the right tools in place to run your online business effectively.
1: If you're brand new at your business, and you are looking for top-notch training that will take you and your sales team to the next level...
0: For email marketing, autoresponders, lead management systems, and more, Network Leads is what you need to prospect, communicate, manage, and support your customers and sales organizations.
1: Just go to www.networkleads.com forward slash the Dash Radio and register for your free lead management system today. You've been listening to the Dash Radio Show with hosts Don Wright DeBronce and Peter Mingles.
0: Thanks for tuning in. To follow our every move, here's what to do. First, Click follow at the top of our show. Then, hop on over and subscribe to our blog at www.the-radioshow.com Text DASH to 37404 for our upcoming mobile experience. And like us on Facebook.com forward slash The Dash Radio. And now, back to the show.
2: Okay, we are back. This is Peter Mingles here with The Dash Radio Show. We have our guest speaker his name is Alan Baysberg. He has a website called RecalibrateYourLife.com. So you would go to www.RecalibrateYourLife.com, and he's got some really great materials. He's a life coach or life purpose coach as well, uh, successful IT entrepreneur, made a life change uh, recently to really follow his passion, to be congruent with the things that he does versus the person that he is. And he's really, right now, Um, embarking on another stage of his life which really starting to reach his potential and we're starting to talk a little bit about his concept of spirituality and dealing with people and I know I'm using all the wrong words on the other side but Alan I grew up with um, a belief that really didn't have that card-reading belief if you will Not that I was a disbeliever or something Mm -hmm. kind of negative on it Just kind of like okay that's cool you can do that if you want to and you're free to believe whatever you believe but really not that much of a like that really stuff worked and i'm sure sometimes it does work and sometimes it doesn't work but on the spiritual side um i've always kind of had questions and i always Mm -hmm. knew that there was probably something that was out there that i didn't recognize that either uh, maybe woke me up when i was falling asleep at the wheel or maybe that, you know, moved me out of the way, if you will, before the car door closed on my hand. Or, you know, just those weird things that just said, who's looking out for me? You know, because oh, this yep. is some things that just kind of pushed me out of the way. Or maybe I was looking for something and I found it and I would have never found it. I can't really explain it any other way except for, I can't explain this, but I know it just happened. Right. So you probably have a better insight of what I'm saying
3: um to a certain extent and uh, again not to uh, not to put myself in a position of the all-seeing all-knowing uh creature um i have many questions as well that uh that are still not answered that being said here's how i define my spirituality you know i come from uh, a jewish background where my parents didn't have a chance to uh practice religion because in the soviet union at that time religion was the state and if you practice anything else then uh, you were against the state so, we didn't grow up to be religious. I certainly didn't grow up with uh, cards or anything like that. Um, as a matter of fact, my, my my babysitter baptized me when I was a baby uh, in the Ukrainian Orthodox Church because she thought that that was the right thing to do. Uh, and I found that out when I was 24 years old, which was uh, very interesting for me, <laughs> as a matter of fact. Um, so, I come from a very kind of uh, baseline, not religious perspective. So, where I graduated into and uh maybe that's a bad word because that means that everybody else has not graduated where i am at the moment is respecting all religions and uh, taking the wonderful things that all religions have at its core which is ability for people to believe in something and to be loving and i don't practice anything in terms of religious principles what i do is i focus on the spiritual principles which is um understand yourself which is you can talk to God, which means you don't have to go to a place of worship to have a conversation with your uh, you know, deity. You and everybody else is the same. We all have wonderful abilities. This is not the only life we're living. Um, I do not believe in uh, the uh, the structure of uh, hell and heaven, uh, but that's a very long discussion <laughs> which we can get on to. And I know, as you were saying, that whether you call them angels or guides or guardian angels or your loved ones that pass, or God or energy or anything else, there are forces out there that are looking out for your best good. And they will and always will assist you. And that's the uh, most important thing. And I just went through a week uh, that was the scariest thing for me to do in terms of overcoming fears, And it proved once again that the universe supports you completely. And if you go out on a limb, they will carry you. And that's my spiritual belief. And um, in terms of cards or other divination methods or in terms of people that practice numerology or astrology or iridiology or tea leaves reading, all of these things are just ways to connect to the beyond and get clarity, and get some answers to our questions of why we're here. So, can you talk to, <laughs> dead,
2: can you talk to dead people? That's really what yes. we want to know. So yes, you can I talk can. to dead
3: <laughs> And you know what? I, I was kind of running away from that myself, uh, because, uh-huh. you know, who wants to talk to dead people, really? Um, yeah. But I did, and I do, and uh, it it's... It was freaky in the beginning, and uh, it scared the living, you know what, out of me uh, uh, in terms of actually going there. But what I'm finding is that the more <clears throat> more I practice and more I communicate, the more the dead, so to speak, are there just to tell us how much they actually love us and how much they're proud of us and how they're seeing all of the things that we're going through and they want to let us know that they're there with us assisting in any way they can, giving us signs, giving us hope, and giving us courage so we can continue. They are not scary. They're not there to, you know, watch anybody in the shower. They are there because they love you.
2: Okay. So that's an interesting concept. (laughs) (laughs) That's an interesting concept. And when I say that, I don't know what I mean by what I say that because... Just the thought of, okay, they're there. Do you turn them on? Do you turn them off? Do they watch you in the shower? Do they not watch you in the shower? And I'll just make up my own rule book on that one if that's okay with you because I still need to live with you myself. Yes, only- yes. Now, um, in relative to those types of things, and maybe on the dark side, I mm-hmm. uh, went, but you don't know this about me, so I have to kind of educate you, but my dad passed Thank away you. a little bit over two and a half years ago. And mm-hmm. there was a, an event where... Stuff. Well, actually, there was a series of events of things that happened that couldn't have been coincidental. They just happened, and it was almost like I was being prepared for the eventual passing. And also, just beforehand, it was almost like, and this one, I just have to kind of give you some specific clues. I was in upstate New York, which was where my parents had a place, and um, I saw something that looked like an image. It was like a black, black shadowy image, and. Mm-hmm. When I kind of peered in that general direction, my uncle and I were cutting down a tree. So there's a huge chainsaw thing going on. We were both cutting down the tree. All of a sudden, I stopped, he stopped, we looked. I saw something that kind of like would send to me like, oh, shoot, he saw me, kind of dash out. (laughs) And when I spoke to my mom about that, I said, ma, something really weird kind of happened. And I wasn't going to mention it, but she said something. I said something. She says, oh, you saw the Quaker. That's not good. Now, I'm 50 years old or 47 or whatever at the time. I'm like, Ma, what's this Quaker guy? Like, what are you talking Because all, all the sisters were there. And they said, oh, he saw the Quaker. Like, what are you guys hiding from me? And he says, no, you know, that means someone's going to pass away in a couple of weeks. And it happened to be my dad. So the whole spirituality thing really kinda got kinda creepy for me because I felt maybe it maybe it was the distress of having that event happen, all of those types of things, but there were spirits all over the place and I felt good ones and I felt bad ones. So my pointed question is, are there both? You know, are Absolutely. there the good ones that are looking out for us and then are there the ones that are just flat out mean?
3: Uh yeah, no, absolutely and that's uh that's another aspect of it. So here's uh here's kind of the breakdown the way that I understand it. Everything is energy and uh whether people are spiritual or not, we all know this already from uh from science. Everything is energy. Everything is vibrations. So when I'm talking about recalibrating, <laughs> it's at the vibrational level. But anyway, um because there are different frequencies there are different vibrations the higher the vibration the lighter it is the better the you know more good if you will the lower the vibrations the more tendency for that to be what we call the dark side so because if we're saying that god created everything then it would also behoove us to say that god created everything not just good how would you know uh, something bad if you don't have something Good to compare it to We are a world in which We have these dichotomies So In difficult concepts in terms of uh, esoterics You know why is there bad in the world There are reasons and we can have that discussion But in terms of uh, Forces there are Spirits who are uh, Who passed but they did not Go to what we call heaven They're The earthbound spirits They did not find their way home, so to speak And they are there And uh, some of them don't know that (laughs) that they passed And they're doing things because they want to uh, continue with their world Uh, There are those that are on the lower vibrational scale That haven't learned their lessons, so to speak Even though none of these is uh, lessons related And there are spirits like angels Or those that are higher vibrational beings Or extraterrestrials Yes, we're not alone in the universe that are there for the good there are those that want to take advantage of us and there are those that are there to protect us so um, think of it this way and uh, I, I love movies it's it's certainly i don't know if it's an acting thing or just a me thing but um, think of men in black not the first one but the second one where at the very end when uh, will smith's character thinks that he has figured out the world They open a door, and then they see that they're just a tiny little part of the world that's around them. That's where we are. We're a tiny little part of the universe, and that universe contains everything. And the next question is, how do you know who you're talking to? And that means be light, be loving. Come from a place of light, ask for protections from your angels, guides, whoever you pray to, and they will provide it. But the higher vibrational state that you have, meaning the happier you are, more loving you are, the less you have to worry about these things. And by the way, if you go to a strip uh, club and you get drunk or you're using drugs, the likelihood of something attaching themselves to you is very high. So don't do that.
2: Now that's an interesting concept because we... um Live near St. Augustine, Florida Mm -hmm. And St. Augustine, Florida Is pretty well known to have ghosts And Mm -hmm. my wife Would say to my daughter You're not going on the ghost tour Because you're not taking one of those home (laughs) And you know We've had some situations where like, We knew that somebody took something home If you know what I mean And Mm -hmm. it just was weird And it sounds like kind of really weird To explain for somebody that's more logical And somebody that's more I'm not going to use the word sophisticated, but let me just use that just for this example. A little bit more logical, a little bit more sophisticated, a little bit more based on fact as opposed to stuff based on faith that you can't really see. But I can't explain it, but I definitely know where you're coming from relative to that. Okay, so... In that level of spirituality and raising things to that next level, I'm sure you can incorporate some of that stuff into the coaching that you do, trying to yes. get people to to kind of live their life at that vibration, stay away from the negative stuff so they don't bring the bad stuff home, not be at all surprised when the bad stuff happens to people that do those types of things, knowing that probably some of the bad guys, bad guys or girls maybe follow them home and are influencing their life even further. What would happen if we hired you as a coach? So, um, and you know what I want to do? Let me get this last commercial break out of the way, and then we're going to come back to you as far as hiring you as a coach. So, here we go.
1: With iWowE, you've got a comprehensive video communication suite that will deliver more power, more impact, and more features than any other option. The iWowE video suite offers all these powerful tools and more. Multi purpose video email for individualized one to one messages, powerful video conferencing for collaborating many to many fast efficient broadcasting for elegant one to many communications there's no complicated separate products no confusing monthly subscription plans and no special hardware to buy if you've got a webcam and internet access you have all the tools you need to strengthen relationships expand any business touch lives and change the world you've been listening to the dash radio show with hosts don Wright, de and peter mingles
0: thanks for tuning in to follow our every move here's what to do First, click follow at the top of our show. Then, hop on over and subscribe to our blog at www.the-radioshow.com. Text DASH to 37404 for our upcoming mobile experience. And like us on facebook.com forward slash the dash radio. And now, back to the show.
2: Okay, we are back. Peter Mingles here hosting the Dash Radio Show with our guest today. His name is Alan Baysberg, V-A-Y-S-B-E-R-G. For those people that want to check out his website, they can go to com, as well as make sure you check out recalibrateyourlife.com. So recalibrateyourlife.com. And we were in the concept of... We we went through uh, Alan's past and his uh, successes and the transitions he made to recalibrate his life. And then we started to speak about the different disciplines, and I kind of got stuck on the spirituality thing because it's kind of interesting <laughs> for me to hear. And, and some of you also sometimes uh, are interested in that stuff as well. And then we come back to the earth and we start talking about, okay, how can you help us? Do whatever it is that we want to as that life purpose coach. So if we hired you for coaching, um, how would that work? What steps would you take us through? And I know there's some people listening in that really, if they've never hired a coach before, i got to give you my plug. It could mean all the difference. It could mean absolutely positively all the difference in the world. Finding the right person that kind of connects with you could be lifestyle and life-changing. So... You could be the guy for lots of people that are out there, so take him up on his offer. So go ahead, Alan. Tell us a little bit about how would we work together if we were coaching.
3: And thank you very much for the plug, Peter. You're
2: welcome. In all all seriousness, uh,
3: or in all seriousness, I mean, whether you work with me or somebody else, that is going to be up to you. But you should work with somebody. You know, when people go and they want to work out at the gym and they don't know what they're doing, they go to a personal trainer. And we all have this concept. We've all been in sports. We've all been, you know, learning a new uh, technique in whatever it is that we're doing. Coaches are important for that. So me, somebody else, but can get help because they can take you to the next level. In terms of what people get if they work with me, um, because it's a life purpose. and. Yes, I do have people that uh, that call me and uh, we deal with other life issues that have nothing to do with purpose or career or anything else like that. But the main focus is being the life purpose coach. So number one thing is we figure out what your life purpose is. Whether you call it life purpose, soul purpose, whatever you call it, we figure it out. The way that we do that is by looking at a consensus approach. <clears throat> and this is where the spirituality comes in. I have you go through a number of exercises which have nothing to do with spirituality, but they are... Let's look at yourself. So it's not me telling you something, but you're looking at your life, and we try to find something that I call the essence spectrum, which is who are you and what are the activities that you're doing, and let's try to scale them out to see what are closest to who you are and what are farthest. Then we have you go through activities that you do uh, on a daily basis, and then we give you a very visual perspective of here's where you are right now. You think you're this. Look at everything that you're doing and see how close you are to what you think you are doing. And what most people end up seeing is that most of the time they spend every day is in activities that have nothing to do with who they are for many different reasons, which may very well be legitimate. So our goal is to transition from that and to align with your purpose. So we also do that not just by talking and these exercises, but I go to the spirituality side. And uh, we look at numerology. We look at, uh, you know, your guides, and uh, this is where you bring in the cards. We look into, uh, you know, psychic readings and uh, mediumship readings. We talk to the guides. We try to figure out, based on what they're saying, what the purpose is. And then we put that all together, and we get a consensus. And if we get hits from all of these sites saying, this is who you are, and it feels right to you, because that's what it's really about. If you come to me, and you think that you're a tennis player, and you're focusing on that, and I'm telling you that you're a musical artist, and it doesn't resonate with you, then it doesn't resonate. We're trying to find something that is right for you, but also there is an aspect of timing to it, because it takes time to get there. So we work all of that out, and then we map out a strategy, and that's where the business, uh, you know, entrepreneurial marketing, and all these other sites come in, of, okay, we live in the real world, we know who you are, but you're also a person that usually has a family that you need to be you know, <laughs> treating respectfully and you need to provide for. We need to make sure that we transition you out of that, not the family part, but transition out of the career that you're not good uh, or interested in uh, into something that aligns with your purpose. Because then not only will you make money at something that you love doing, you will be fulfilled, which will Completely change your life in terms of your health, in terms of your relationships with others, in terms of your own understanding of who you are. Because if you don't like yourself, you are not going to be nice to other people. So it's a very iterative process of going through many different things to determine, in basics, who are you and let's try to get you aligned with that in this, our material, real world.
2: Excellent. Now, you've been around and there's a whole population out there that you've been able to observe. What portion of the population out there are really living the life of that purpose, that soulful purpose that you're referencing? Is it a big percentage or a small percentage? What percentage of people out there are really on, I don't know, task, focus, fulfillment, whatever you want to call it? What percentage? Big, small, somewhere in between?
3: Unfortunately, small. And, again, uh, this is based on my own sample size, and uh, it's certainly not in millions by any stretch of the imagination.
2: But But based on my
3: observations,
2: yeah. Right. Yeah, based on uh, your observations.
3: It's a small percentage. What I find most people are in a uh, state of contentment. You know, they know that this does not feel right. There's something missing. I shouldn't be doing this, and I continue to do this because I'm content, and it's scary, and everybody around me who I talk to and say that I want to do something else tells me I'm an idiot, and it will never work, and it's, you know, dream state, go watch a movie, things like this don't work for real. And that's where most people find themselves at. They want to be doing something else, they have an inkling, they have things that are being pushing them into that direction, but they don't do it because of the pressure from the outside, or they just don't believe in themselves. Right,
2: they they sell themselves into their own limitations.
3: Yes, and they put themselves in that box, and that's what took, you know, talking about myself, right, Uh, I was certainly content. I was successful. Everything was going wonderfully, even though I didn't like it. You know, everybody else was, uh, you know, stroking the ego from from the perspective of, hey, look at your car and look at this, and everything is wonderful, and your parents are talking about you to everybody, and people are saying how wonderful parents they are. And then you have to drop it and you have to believe in yourself and you have to go somewhere and do what is right for you. And that's the important part. And by the way, when you do that, that's when you're going to start encountering people who are like you, who will show you that, oh, my God, everything is open and you can be healthy, wealthy, wise, and do what you really love doing.
2: So what I know we spoke about a small percentage actually do. What percentage actually can? And I know I'm going to prep Mm -hmm. you with this one. I know you're going to give me a real answer, not a motivational speaker answer. So, what you know? Because the motivational speaker, I'll give you that answer. Oh, everybody. Yeah, everybody can do it. Yeah, Yeah, nobody, not everybody can do it. Some people are capable of doing it and actually can if they put their mind to it. So, what percentage of the people that you run across actually can? I don't know if that's the right question, so you can rephrase the question any way you want. (laughs)
3: Um, Everything is depending on timing and depends on the person. Regardless of what I say, how I say it, or how I motivate uh, you as a client, it is up to you to make a change. And uh, in reality, I don't work with everybody. I have people that call me and I apologize to them and say, I may not be the right person for you or this may not be the right time for you because I don't see them willing to actually do something in order to achieve it because these changes are not easy. These are life-changing events that we're dealing with, and you have to have the fortitude in order to do it. And if you don't have a support system, we'll create that, and we'll create that structure, and I'll introduce you to people who can be your you know, shoulder to cry on. There are all sorts of stuff that we can do to help you, But it's you that has to do it so in terms of the percentage and I'll I'll try to answer that question out of the people that call me I see probably 30 to 40 percent of the people that actually do something and we help everybody and we give them an idea of what their life purpose is and we work through that and then they kind of just uh, go by the wayside because they can't do it I even had a gentleman who uh, you know we talked uh, on uh, via Facebook And, you know, we scheduled an appointment, and then then he said, look, I'm not doing it because I don't believe in myself. I'm not going to do this. You know, I know what I have to do, and I don't believe it. And I tried talking to him, and I see that there is basically a closed door. I can't do things for you. I can point you in the right direction, and I can give you the tools so you can get there. But it's you that has to do it. So, no, not everybody can do this. Absolutely not.
2: Right. Yeah, from my background was working with people, I can handle almost any objection, any excuse, any whatever, but if you just don't want to Right I just can't help I just I can't make you do it. I can't I can give you the tools and the suggestions and the help and the kick in the butt and everything else you need. But if you just come up to me and you just say, I just don't want to. There's Mm -hmm. nothing I could do. I throw up my hands. That's probably the only thing that somebody could do or say to me to make me throw up on my hands and say I won't even try. Because if you don't want to, then you just don't want to. And then we kind of try to dig in, and we try to go back into it and try to figure it out. But then if you still, I just don't want to, it's just me, then I just say, you know what, I don't think it's really going to be worth. When I say worth my time, I really say, I feel like I failed, kind of. I know it's not my fault, but I feel like I failed because I couldn't reach you. But maybe try to find somebody else that can, because that I don't want to might just be a temporary emotional decision. All right, so mm-hmm. where is uh, your future? Like, what is happening next for Alan? We have RecalibrateYourLife.com. You're you're doing your coaching stuff. You're involved in your spiritual stuff. We know you're a dad, you're a uh, husband, and you're raising a family. Sounds like younger kids, at least some of them in there. So yep. what's happening next in the next five to ten years for you? Because I'm sure you have part of that mapped out.
3: I certainly do. And I'm going to throw something out, which probably will make some people hang up. Uh, Which is okay, because that's my life. Um, Think Tony Robbins, Mm -hmm. and uh, that's where I'm going. But Tony Robbins and I are different in in, uh, a lot of different respects. So where I see myself, I have identified early on that there are micro people and there are macro people, and I'm a macro person. I am the person that's writing books, that's going out there doing seminars and workshops and trying to inspire the masses. I am the person with a radio show and a TV show and I'm there helping people grow. That's who I am. So if it's in the Tony Robbins mold or the Oprah mold or whatever we want to call it, it's going to be in the Ellen Weisberg mode. And that's where I'm going.
2: Excellent. Okay, very good. Very good. Okay, so we have about a minute. I always ask people if they can give us the rah rah speech to maybe. You know, we probably have a whole bunch of people listening in that are wishing that they might be able to make some measurable changes that maybe just need to hear it from somebody else saying, you know, just kind of go for it. So we got about a minute or a minute and a half left. Can you give us the rah-rah gum come on, man, I did it. You can do it too if you really want to speech.
3: Sure. Um, think of it this way. If me, with all of my successes and uh, multimillion-dollar businesses <clears throat> and people's expectations on me, can turn to everybody and say, this is not me, and I'm going to be doing something else that everybody ridiculed, and I went through that without a support system, without any specific direction or people guiding me, and I did it, you can do it. Don't hesitate, recalibrate, because once you make those changes, once you make those positive steps, then your life will never be the same, and you're going to thank me for it.
2: Excellent. Well, that's great. So we were talking to Alan Baysberg, V-A-Y-S-B-E-R-G, so alanbaysberg.com, and he also has a website called Recalibrate Your Life. And, Alan, it was a unique pleasure to be able to host this. So thank you very much for the listeners of the Dash Radio. I really enjoyed this. And for the coaching people that are looking for a coach, you're going to be able to get Alan plus some bonus material with the spirituality.
1: Probably mm-hmm. the only
2: coach I know that kind of adds that to it. And that could really mean a very big difference for so many people because it really does encapsulate everything in the fishbowl. So thanks for being on our show. Yeah, thank you, Peter. It's show. been a pleasure. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you. thank you.
1: Thanks for listening to the show. At The Dash, we know that your time is precious and your choosing to spend it with us means a lot.
0: To get reminders for our live shows, click follow on the top of any show.
1: Also, subscribe to our blog for articles, inspirations, and great products and services for your ever-growing business at thedashradio.com.
0: For upcoming mobile experience, text DASH to 37404, and don't forget to like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash radio
1: Again, thanks for spending some of your DASH with us. We look forward to talking with you again soon.